Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me this week. My motivational quote for today is, and you'll see this is so appropriate, it's by Thomas Edison, and it says, Genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Have I intrigued you? All right, so have you heard the phrase, there's an app for that? Of course you have, and perhaps you even know someone who created an app to be used as a useful tool on, yes, our smartphones that has become an appendage. How do, you, how do app creators develop the app, and how do they go and give life to it you know, through searching, and how do they find how to download it onto our smartphones? All of that technical behind the scenes, the inspiration of the brilliant idea. So how many apps and cool solutions do you da use daily? Think about that for a minute as well. Most of us depend on our apps and use them, you know, every day for GPS, traffic updates, games, a lot of games out there, uh, exercise apps. I know I use it for the Tabata, the 20 minutes you work hard, 10 sec I mean, 20, minute, 20 seconds work hard, 10 seconds go slow, 20 seconds hard, 10 seconds slow, a Tabata app. There's an app for that. So how does the inventor come up with the idea? What is the inspiration behind it? What's their muse, in other words? And then after formulating this brilliant idea, what the heck do they do with it? And how do they bring it to life? How does it come to life for them? If you have a brilliant app waiting to be born and not sure where to start, well, you're in store for a huge treat. Today, I'm discussing the creation of a new app that become a key app for daily usage, specifically for us parents out there. Are you intrigued? Since the show is about change, today's show has, uh, has changed from, a, from two aspects. The first is the creation of something brand new and the challenges to create and make something available that's never been offered before. Change, right? That, that's change. The second key aspect of change that we'll be discussing today is how a mom and, you know, a business person, that's my guest today, was able to create, develop, and bring this new real-life app for changing children's behavior. How did she go about it? We have so much to discuss, so hang on as we dive headfirst into cyberspace where really anything is possible. So my guest today is Dawn. She has an um, eclectic background, including technology, sales, and adult education. She has worked in academia, corporate, and has had her own business, or has her own business actually now. Two of Dawn's passions are empowering people through education and creating environments where all children can thrive. She combined them to create an app and is on a mission to educate and encourage parents and teachers to use the caught being good, that's the name of the app, approach to successfully modify behavior. So everyone, please help me welcome Dawn. How are you, kiddo? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I am so good. And, and this is a very exciting thing for me. I have never had a creator or inventor of an app. And, you know, the name, the, the show's name, Architect of Change, it's all about change. So to me, first of all, the whole iPhone, that was a big change, right, in how we uh, communicate and budget our time and how we're always connected. And now all the apps, there's an app for that, right? Everybody knows that expression. So I'm just so excited to have you on. 
Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And just for everybody listening, the, the name of the app is Caught Being Good. You could do that search on in the um, on iTunes, right? On iTunes Store, right? Is that right. is that the yeah? Mm-hmm. The, but I just want to give some highlights about the app. The, the app we're going to speak about today actually has a five star rating has been downloaded in 40 countries and is supported by teachers, psychologists, social workers, pediatricians, Autism Speaks, See My IEP, which are um, for classified children in school, and Parenting Magazine. So, wow, you have gained such momentum in a short period of time. Awesome. Thank you. I'm very excited. It, it's um, kind of cool, right, to see it come to life? It is. It is. It's, it's, you know, it's almost like having an, another child. <laughs> I can only imagine because it, it eats up a lot of your time, to, I'm sure, nonetheless, right? Yeah, but it's very rewarding. Oh, I bet. Just like kids. So yeah. now I just kind of mentioned your diverse background. How the heck did you end up with this brilliant idea for an app? Again, the name of it caught being good. How did you, how'd you come up with that? Well, you know, I can tell you the exact moment inspiration actually hit me, but like the same as it is for so many others, it never would have happened without many years of experience before that. So really, if you want to talk about where did it all start, it was when I was leaving the hospital with my oldest daughter, and I absolutely couldn't believe they were letting me go with this perfect little creature. And all I could think of was... I. I don't know what to do. What if I mess her up? And so I, I, I think others have felt the same way probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. So I attacked this concern the, the same way I do everything in my life, which was with a lot of research. So it started with baby stuff, of course, eating, burping, pooping, and sleeping. <laughs> but as her sister, she and her sister got older, you know, my my research progressed. And what I was searching for was to do what was best for my children and to be the best mom that I could be and to give them every possible advantage. That's ultimately what I was trying to do. Through the course of my research, I became familiar with the behavioral psychology of positive reinforcement. And I did a lot of research about how it works and why it works. And then at one point, I was um, on tour of an elementary school, and the principal was telling me that she would roam the halls and she would catch kids being good. And she'd bring them into her office, sit them down, and call their parents. And she explained that the results were phenomenal, that the children were thrilled, the parents were happy, and the behavior in the school quickly and dramatically improved. So a few years later, I'm in the grocery store, and I run into a neighbor. And because my kids are older, she was asking me some advice. And I was explaining to her about positive reinforcement. I was telling her some of the tools that I had used, including poster boards with charts and stars and token economy. A lot of people have tried these things. Yes, I, I was telling. Yeah. I was telling her about all the good things and about how they work, but also where they fell short. And one of the biggest problems that I have was, was that they weren't mobile. And I said to her, as I held up the phone in my hand, what I really need is something that's always with me. And that was it. That was the moment. So when wow. I confirmed that there wasn't anything that would meet my needs in the, in the app store, I decided to create it. How long ago was that, Dawn? I'm curious. Um, actually, that was uh, the moment of inspiration was in 2011. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then the app came out in 2012, a year later. That is awesome. So it took you a whole year to really bring it to life. 
It did. It did. Working on it, you know, every, almost every day. I, I was I, I maybe possessed. <laughs> <laughs> How about determined? I think determined is the next oh. one. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so now you have this. I, first of all, love that background story. And here's the thing, guys. I hope you're inspired by that because how many of you have these great ideas and go, yeah, but I don't know what to do with it. So now, Dawn, I'd like to shift. So, okay, you created, you, you had this brilliant idea about an app. You, you, you didn't really have the knowledge to create an app because back in 2011, I think we were still fairly new with the abundance of apps that have now, you know, kind of jumped out there. So did you actually know the mechanics of how to create the app like in real time to put on, on in the app store? No, I didn't know anything about it, but one, one, you know, trait that I have, sometimes it works out for me. Sometimes it doesn't is I tend to be fearless. So not know, not knowing how to do something didn't really scare me. And uh, I, I did have some experience in technology. I had a little bit of a technological background. And even though I'm not extremely technical myself, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it. I know enough about it to know that there's people who can help. There's resources. Sure. And as I mentioned, I'm a researcher. So I just dove in and started researching. And one of the challenges back, you know, 2011, 2012, when I was creating the app was that a lot of people were having ideas and wanting to get into the app store and, and a lot of companies. And so you had the NFL was creating an app. Payless Shoe Store was creating an app. And so I, because I don't know how to code, I had to find a company to do that for me. And that was one of my biggest challenges because my tiny little caught being good app was too small and I couldn't Um, compete with the big um, companies but I persevered and uh, and I found somebody to write the code for me and if I were to give anybody advice about if if they want to set down on this path what I would say is don't contract somebody to start doing the work until you know exactly what you want I was able to stay completely in my budget because I knew screen by screen exactly what it was going to look like and what was going to happen. So before we even get to hiring someone, right, to do the coding to bring the app to life, because that's really the coding is the only thing that, that brings the app to, app to life, did you have the images in your head as to what each screen would look like as well as the functionality of each page of the app. Do you know what I mean? Does that make, does that question make sense? I do. Yes. And for the most part I did, I, I pictured the wheel the way it is kind of, you know, coming off of like wheel of fortune. Yes. So with the, with the multiple colors and the wheel spinning and, and that was definitely my inspiration, you know, for what it would look like. I knew that I wanted it to be as intuitive as possible. And so I wanted it to stick with the, the Apple commands as much as I possibly could. And what, you know, what do you mean by that? Intuitive as possible. I, I, I don't explain that to me. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. What that means is that anybody could pick it up and just start using it in, okay. in a moment okay. and know how, how to work the different commands. So I wanted the commands to be the same commands that you see in your calendar, the same commands you see in your email. Excellent. That's, 
brilliant because then it's the learning curve is zero, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, when you started searching for the coder, uh, well, okay, so you started searching for the coder. Did you just Google that? Like, how do you find an app coder that would take on a small project, not a pay less or an, NA, you know, an NFL, that kind of thing? Right. I, I can't even tell you how many I called and <laughs> how many I, I talked to and how many I emailed. I mean, it, it, it went on forever. Um, there's, and, and now there's even more. So, um, and there's lots of ways to do it. And there's actually even websites where you can post your job and have the uh, the, the developers um, bid on it. Wow. So you can you can do that as well. There's lots of options. Yeah, and I bet that's becoming more and more obvious as you have, you know, normal people like you and me coming up with these just great ideas because the inspiration of what well life is the inspiration for so many of these apps. Now you you said you had the pictures of the screens, you know, the Wheel of Fortune wheel, which by the way, it does look like the Wheel of Fortune wheel. Similar. Uh just more slots to it or you know, the um the sections to it. Did you hire a designer for the graphics or did you handle all of that yourself too? The company that that wrote the code for me did the graphics as well. Awesome. Okay, awesome. So really, there's again, there's help out there. It's available. Right. All right, so now we've kept them waiting long enough. <laughs> Tell us about the actual app and what are some of the key attributes? You know, we alluded to the wheel. So just what are right. some of the things that make this app so cool? Well, you know, what's great about it is it can be used for par- by parents and teachers alike. Um, it uses conclusive scientific research to modify behavior, like you mentioned. So it, it, it's also focusing the adult and the child on the positive. And when you do that, you're creating a harmonious environment. And the app also promotes initiative, builds self-esteem, and helps the child understand that they can control their environment and that by changing the way they behave, they can create a positive experience for themselves and for others around them. So even though the app is based on this complicated scientific research, it's incredibly simple to use. Like I said, I really wanted to make it intuitive. It takes 10 seconds. All you have to do is recognize that your child is behaving in a way that you would like to see again. So maybe they picked up their shoes, maybe they were kind to a sibling, they fed the pet without being asked, anything, anything you choose. So you tell him or her that you caught them being good, they open the app, select their name, spin the wheel, and a reward pops up. It's just that simple. So you also have the opportunity to save the reward in the bank if it's not something you can deliver immediately. And you can save it under each child's name so it's easy to keep track. Um, the rewards are also customizable, so you can make it work with any with any family environment. And the you can do different types of awards. So you can have uh, rewards that are encouragement, you rock, way to go, things like that. You can have monetary rewards where you're actually buying the child something. It could be an ice cream cone or a new toy. You could have experiential rewards like Tickle Fest, Parent Does an Impersonation or Sings a Song, uh, Everybody Pretend to Be Their Favorite Animal, things like that where you're just all having a fun, silly moment together. And there are rewards of preferential treatment. So these are the kind of things like the child gets to pick the next movie, they get to pick what's for dinner, or what game are we going to play on family game night. 
What you know, rewards did you use with your kids when they were younger? It's, it's so funny because, um, yeah, they would get to pick their movie. They could pick the movie. Um, mm-hmm. If they wanted popcorn, because, you know, certain after a certain hour, I wouldn't allow treats, right? So if they wanted to have popcorn, sometimes I would even allow them to have candy. Um, so not that food should ever be a reward. I, you know, I realize that. But when you're doing a movie night, there should be some type of, um, you know, munchie with that. Um, we, I would let them, uh, if we were going to go out to dinner, they could pick where they wanted to go, you know, friendlies or Fridays, you know, it's like little things like that. Uh, so yeah, we, we did that. And the other thing that I would do is, you know, they could go to the dollar store and they could spend $2 and pick anything they want. And that was, I think the most fun to watch because the dollar amount wasn't a lot, but to watch them like on a treasure hunt through the dollar store, that in of itself was so much fun for them, but it was so much fun for me as a mom. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. And, and, you know, um, my kids always played hockey and loved, loved sports. So I would say, okay, we'll go to public skate and you can bring one friend on Friday. The, anything that was physical for my kids seemed to be a reward. They're two boys and they love sports. So I would allow them extra time or they could bring a friend um, to do something physical, which they absolutely loved as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and here's the thing. I mean, you know, that was my world. You used some great examples. It's so customizable that really I hope people listening are going, oh, I could do this with my kids. You know, depending on budget, depending on where you live. You know, if you live on a farm, you know, maybe go for an extra long horseback ride or something like that. I mean, I didn't have that available to me, but you never know. Let's Mm -hmm. take a quick break, Dawn. When we come back, I really want to drill down a little bit into more of the psychology and the scientific aspect of why does it work so well to get the outcome like you described in the preschool. All right, so we'll take a break and we'll talk about that. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman, contain that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Okay, we are back, and we're talking with uh, Dawn Nichols, and we're talking about her awesome app, Caught Being Good. So tell us the scientific or the behavioral background of why does this app work so well, and the example you gave before with the preschool, where the woman was able to actually change the vibe, I, I, I think, at the school as an entirety. So why does it work so well? Well, that's a great question. So there's two types of science that are used in the app, the neuroscience and the psychology. So um, if you think about, about from a neuroscience standpoint, our 
brain chemistry is hardwired to be drawn to discomfort. And children are hardwired to want attention. They need it to be attended to, you know, or they won't survive. Mm-hmm. So if we have a child who is behaving, our brain is, you know, it, we're getting the message to leave them alone. And if something is bothering or irritating us, uh, we give it attention because it could potentially cause us harm. So if we transfer that today, a child is behaving and we don't even notice. But as soon as they act up, our attention goes to them immediately. And with multiple children, like in a classroom environment, the children that are being good aren't getting the attention for exactly the same reason, and we're paying attention to the disruptive child. We all do it. It's in our biology. It doesn't make us bad. It's just the way we're wired. And these pathways are developed at an early age. So if you, as a parent, are starting early with your child and focusing on the positive, you're building the brain chemistry that will set them on a great path for the rest of their lives. And if you're listening and you have older kids and you haven't done this, you don't have to worry because they can alter those pathways on their own just like you can as an adult. It's just a little bit harder. So another key component from a neurological standpoint is the fear of shame. It's the most important survival tool in terms of tribal survival. And shaming in our, in our society, in our culture today, isn't just used by abusive parents, but also by well-meaning, loving parents who are trying to do what's best for their child. And I wish that I could say that I had never shamed my children, but I cannot. So looking at the behavioral science, positive reinforcement is really simple. It's the delivery of a reward after a desired behavior. And it can be delivered on a fixed schedule or a variable schedule. Fixed just means that every time the behavior happens, the reward is issued. So think about those poster boards, you know, filled with charts and stars. Johnny makes his bed. He gets a sticker. And the problem with doing it that way on a fixed schedule is that as soon as the reward goes away, the behavior goes away also. So if you stop giving Johnny the sticker, then he's going to stop making his bed. So a better approach is to deliver the reward on a variable schedule. And I don't mean to get too complicated here, but there's two types of variable rewards, fixed and intermittent. Fixed just means that the child gets the reward on a schedule, so every third time, every fifth time. The most effective way to use positive reinforcement is to deliver it on an intermittent schedule. And here's the good news. Parents are very inconsistent. And a lot of time, this is undesirable, but when you're using a copying good approach, it's really a very good thing. So when you deliver the rewards on an intermittent schedule, it lengthens the time to extinction, which is really just a fancy way of saying that the behavior will persist after the reward goes away. And the beauty is that you can reward the child every single day for a year and never give them never reward them for the same thing twice. So if you think about some of the things that you want to reward your child for, it can be kindness, sharing, showing empathy. And then a child can show kindness one day to a friend, another to a sibling, another to a stranger, another day to an animal. You get the idea. Absolutely. Now, I I want to step back. You said that if because some parents are listening saying, well, you know, my kid's 17, my kid's 13. You know, I have a 19 and 16-year-old. How do, if we've never done it, how can you incorporate this, even this type of model with older kids? Well, the key is knowing what will motivate your child. 
So, um, for example, if you have a child who, you know, would give anything to, you know, be out in the barn, <laughs> then okay. you could put barn time. Like, you know, on the wheel. So that's that's the key is to is to make it something that is important to your child so that so that they're feeling rewarded and, and accomplished when they do something good. And when they do something good, also, you know, using the app, absolutely. But do we do you make a big fuss and and not over the top because then the kids are like, oh, mom, you're being dumb, right? You know, we know how teenagers can act. But do you shine the light on that good behavior as well? Is that a, a good habit to get into for? Because I think sometimes we allow the kids to stay in their rooms at that age. Um, you know, they're on their Xbox or or Playstations, whatever uh, gaming system they have. So is there is it important too for teenagers, for us as parents, to you know make a fuss over them when they do something good instead of allowing them to sit in their room on Xbox? I don't know. Does that is that a good question? I, I don't even know. You know. Well, I I think my opinion is yes. I think it's good. It is good to make a big deal when they when they do something well and something that that you that you're happy about and that you like. And I think that. The, the sometimes sometimes people don't like this approach, and I think that those are the people that think that every time your child does something, you're rewarding them for. Wow, look at the way you walked across the room. That was amazing. Right, that's ridiculous. You know, exactly. And I think that's when your teenager is going to roll their eyes and go, "Mom, yeah, right. <laughs> you're an point? idiot." Yeah, of course. <laughs> we all know, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that you can be you can be more over the top and enthusiastic when they're younger because they're more open to it. But the, believe me, you know, a teenager just just like an adult likes to be acknowledged. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I think we're and, and the other thing too, Dawn, we're we are really kids at heart and everybody does like to be told that was really nice, that was great, I appreciate that. You know, words of kindness back to each other. So if I'm understanding everything you're saying, this caught being good app really, really can be used for any age. Yeah, it, it can. It, it can. really can. And so one of the things, you know, as your as your kids get older, you have to make the rewards meatier. So cash in for a four-year-old might be 50 cents, but for a 15-year-old boy, you know, it better be at least $5, right? At least. <laughs> and <laughs> the tooth fairy gives these days. <laughs> I know. I know. So there really, there really is no age limit. As a matter of fact, you could even use it with your husband if you wanted to, Connie. I know. Uh, you, it was funny as you were speaking. So I don't know. Maybe this is a new adventure for you. Uh, I'll put it out there for you. But as you were describing it, I was thinking of corporate America, right? Because that's where I function. That's where all my clients are. And I teach coaching. That's one of one of the main uh, topics that I go in and I teach corporations how to get their folks to coach, again, to change behavior. But wouldn't it be an awesome thing to create something for a corporate environment that's so easy to use via our iPhones, right, because we all have them, or some technology within the company that we can give those rewards to employees and it's just funny because when on the onset when you started speaking about everybody likes different kinds of rewards 
when I coach, a lot of the, the questions I get when I'm teaching coaching or when I'm coaching one-on-one, they say, well, I don't know what, what's going to motivate my employee. And my answer is always, well, why don't you ask them? Some people want a, a gift certificate to where they get their nails done. You know, uh, somebody might want a lottery ticket for a dollar. That motivates them. Uh, you know, somebody wants to take an extra 15 minutes for lunch. So ask because everybody is motivated by different things. So I, I don't know, as you were describing it, I was thinking this would be brilliant if we can take it from just the parenting point of view and bring it into a corporate point of view to be used on building teams, coaching our employees, um, creating that cohesive team environment. Definitely, yes. And if you if you look on my website, there's uh, reward suggestions for different environments. And so in the workplace, some of the suggestions that I give are, you know, to carry around some um, Starbucks gift cards, for example, yep. $5 gift cards. Yep. And if they, if they land on that, they can have that. How about priority parking? How about um, being able to leave, you know, an hour early on Friday afternoon or take a, a longer lunch or even have a task? pass. Maybe if an employee, you know, can't stand that, you know, every third Wednesday they have to clean the kitchen, you know, they right. can say, uh, not today. <laughs> I'm going to use my point. So they really can use being caught, right, with anybody. With anybody. Caught yes. being good, you can use it in any, any venue or any environment. Right. And the plan is because because the colors and it's all set up, you know, basically the way it works right now for younger children, but in future versions there it'll be specifically made for enterprise or or corporate. I don't I love it. I think it's such a great tool that is definitely needed out there. And here's the thing. Some people are more creative and able to connect with employees by seeing what motivates them, and some people are you know, some of us have been in corporate for a long time. We've been in management a long time. We were raised, do as you're told, not, you know, do, do what you're told. You know, don't give me any, any pushback and just behave. You know, you're getting a paycheck. And yes, that's all true. But isn't it a wonderful thing that we have the knowledge now because of all of this research, et cetera, that's been done on the psychological front to say that we can motivate our team to actually want to do a better job and be kind to each other and help each other and all those things without being told to do it just because we've created that environment of do the right thing because we're rewarded. And it's not for the reward, but it's really because of that feeling good and being acknowledged for what we've done right. And you know, I mean, you've been in corporate America. We we are trained to catch people what they're doing wrong and tell them, you know, you did that wrong. Instead of saying, you know, you did all of these things right, man. I depend on you. Let's work on this one little piece that I think we could get you as good at that as you are with all of the other things that you do for me, the team, et cetera. We don't do that. We don't take the time. We do the gotcha. So I love it. I think this app is, is needed at home with kids. I think it's needed in corporate America. I am ecstatic that you are trying to, like you're, I know you've done several, several renovations on the app and I, I'm really thrilled that you're doing it for enterprise corporations and again for the uh, small business owner. I think it's awesome. Any other future plans for the app? We have about a minute left. 
Um, yeah, you know, I do. I have lots of ideas, no surprise. And, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them is I'd like to uh, have some preset rewards for the teachers. I, it's really been adopted by a lot of school systems. And Love it. right now the rewards are preset for the for the home environment. So I'd like to make it easier for the teachers. Sure. Also, I, I've, I know that... It's very difficult to create a new habit. I struggle with this myself. And I plan to set up reminders in the app so that it'll help you. Until then, I encourage users to set a timer on their phone at least once a day to remind them to check in with their kids and see if they can catch them being good. And I'd really like to hear from users, you know, their ideas, because it's really important to me that I integrate what they're looking for, and I love to hear it directly from them. Yeah, and I know that you are uh, trying to get uh, focus group participants to answer just a few questions. And are you doing it via email? Yes. Okay. So if you are interested and you love this idea and you think, oh, I have some really good ideas for Dawn to incorporate into the Caught Being Good app, uh, email Dawn, and I'll give you her email address. It is Dawn, D-A-W-N, at caughtbeinggood.com goodapp.com so reach out to her also Dawn I don't know if you know this but on the uh, web talk radio platform under Architective Change where our show will be posted I also put at the bottom the a website as well as your email address so folks if they're driving or whatever listening to the show no worries they'll be able to literally go click uh, right into either your email or the website and I just want to give your website which is www.caughtbeinggoodapp.com so just like Dawn's email address just with the www and uh, .com at the end okay uh, hang in there one more second Dawn I also want you guys to send me just information, stories, frustrations, anything that I can help you with so that I can have relevant guests on or provide information just from my own experience or help you with coaching, sales, service, etc. So email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. So it's W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com because I do look forward to getting your stories. Uh, Dawn, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I think this is a remarkable app. I think it is useful. I love useful. And the funny thing I was thinking as you were saying, it's hard to change behavior. It's hard to change behavior. Change is hard, period. And to create a new habit is not an easy thing. I'm going to look at the app to use it from a personal point of view. Example, for me to, you know, get out of bed every day early so I can do my Tabata and exercise and lift my weights. Um, you know, I do it three days a week. Why can't I do it five days a week? So again, creating the behavior and then shifting it to become even better and better or more committed to it. So I'm going to look at the app and, and use it from that perspective. And I love your idea about uh, the timer. That's a great idea because we forget. We forget to use right. the tools we have. Right. I look forward to um, all of these new things that you're going to be creating down the road. You and I will definitely stay in touch. So as you create new things, I'd love for you to come on the show and, again, share maybe some of the focus group insights, right, of what people are looking for and how creative people are with how they use it and also the new things that you'll be doing. So I hope you'd be willing to come on again. 
Definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, awesome. Connie. My pleasure, Don. Thank you for being on it again. And just this is so inspiring. And I feel like I've learned something new, not only how to deal with my kids with corporate America, but even my own behaviors that I work on trying to develop and get better at every day. So thank you again. Thank you. You guys, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much. Go out and have an inspired week. Maybe you create an app for that. Have a good one, everybody. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can change.